And welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom, and coming up on the show, maybe you have heard of the expression, be slow to speak and quick to listen, or maybe it was quick to listen and slow to speak. Well, either way, ever really thought about what it means or what it's like to listen? Not just hear, but listen. I think back over the last couple of years and with everything that was going on with the pandemic and masks and vaccines and everything else, lockdowns, politics, the elections, everybody was pretty much quick to speak. Nobody wanted to listen to the other side. Although everybody was quick to listen to the so-called experts that divided us, but that's another story. I'm talking about just listening, conversations, coworkers, maybe somebody you're in a relationship with, maybe kids, players on your team, maybe uh, workers that are under you if you're a management position person or if you're in a position of leadership. Maybe just in daily conversations with somebody. Even when we take those conversations online, do we really listen to what's being, in this case, possibly written, like in maybe a Facebook post? Or maybe it is a video that's posted on a video social media, like TikTok or Instagram, on the reels. So I thought what we could do is take a look at what it's like or what it means to listen. What can we do? to be better listeners. How many times have you had a conversation with somebody and they're on their phone or you're talking to them and then all of a sudden you feel like, well, wait a minute. They're not really listening to me. They're not paying attention. Or you wonder if they're paying attention to you and what you have to say. You know, and oftentimes people will come to you to have a conversation about something, and it could be something frivolous like, hey, the Super Bowl. Or it could be something more serious like, I'm thinking about doing this, maybe changing jobs, maybe getting a new hairstyle, maybe getting involved in a relationship. Or maybe it's something even deeper than that. Maybe they're going to have a conversation with you about how they're feeling. But they don't come out directly and tell you exactly what they're feeling. They kind of beat around that bush. And then we miss out on what was actually being said because we weren't paying attention. We weren't listening. Or maybe you sit there and you're trying to think of what it is that you want to say in response and you're not really hearing what they're saying, what they're, what's being shared. You know, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, what am I going to say next? Okay, they said this so I can counter with that. And it becomes a debate. And yet when it comes to debate, there's a lot of people that don't know how to debate. And so it just becomes an argument. And so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what it's like. And think about this, okay? Think about if you've been in that situation, okay? You've had a conversation or you're having a conversation. And they're not listening to you or you don't think they are. How do you feel? We've heard a lot over the last couple of years about one group or another not being heard. So they feel like they're unheard. Their concerns aren't being addressed which leads to their needs not being met. So they feel unheard. 
Maybe they're misunderstood because you're not listening to them. Ever thought about that? Have you ever had a conversation with somebody and you're kind of going round and round and you're arguing about something and then you realize that you're arguing about the same thing, like you both agree on the same thing, but you just have a different way of expressing that. But because nobody's listening, you're having this big argument. Then when it's over, you're like, wait a minute. We believe the same thing. What are we arguing about? Could be a movie. Could be a song. Could be the halftime show of the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Also, then people may feel disconnected, like they're not involved. Ever been a part of a conversation where you have no idea what's going on? Maybe people watch a show that you don't, and so they're talking about it in the break room, and you're like, what's going on? You know, that's a, that's a normal disconnect from a conversation, but what if you're in a conversation about something serious and they're not listening? They feel disconnected. Maybe their emotions aren't being met. So what's it like? What's it like as an example of a conversation? A conversation that's being carried on and, and maybe you're on the receiving end of that conversation and you're just not really interested in what's being said. That's the, the biggest, I think the biggest hurdle we have to overcome is if someone comes to us and wants to share something that they're interested in, but yeah, we don't really know. Oh, we don't really care. It could be politics. It could be something like uh, anime. How many of you understand anime and that whole genre? Or maybe music. Maybe you didn't like the Super Bowl because you didn't understand the music. The music, the music. Or maybe it was just bad. Maybe 50 Cent hanging upside down, 50 pounds overweight is a bad idea. So you have these conversations, but you're not listening to what the other person, because the people in the inner city, it might have meant something to them, but for everybody else, maybe not. So there's that disconnect. But what's that conversation like? So I brought an example of what that conversation could be like, and it's a clip from the Big Bang Theory, I believe. And uh, this is how the conversation went. Maybe you can relate. First, there was PlayStation, a.k.a. PS1. Then there's PS2, PS3, and now PS4. And that makes sense. You'd think after Xbox, there'd be Xbox 2. But no. Next came Xbox 360. Hmm? And now, after 360, comes Xbox One. Why one? Maybe that's how many seconds of thought they put into naming it. Can you get the butter, please? Yeah. However, with the Xbox One, I can control my entire entertainment system using voice commands. Up until now, I've had to use Leonard. <laughs> then get the other one. Pass the butter. Get, hang on. I don't feel like you're taking this dilemma seriously. Fine, Sheldon. You have my undivided attention. Okay, now, the PS4 is more angular and sleek looking. No way! It's true, but the larger size of the Xbox One may keep it from overheating. Well, you wouldn't want your gaming system to overheat. No, see, well, you absolutely would not. And furthermore, the Xbox One now comes with a Kinect included. Included? Yes. Not sold separately. You, although the PS4 uses cool new GDDR5 RAM, while the Xbox One is still using the conventional DDR3 memory. Why would they still be using DDR3? Are they nuts? <laughs> See, that's what I thought. But then they go and throw in an ES RAM buffer. Oh, what were you saying? 
Who's they? The Xbox. You're kidding! No, I am not. Hey, this ES RAM buffer should totally bridge the 100 gigabit per second bandwidth gap between the two RAM types. This is a nightmare. How will you ever make a decision? You see, I don't know. What should I do? Please pass the butter! So how many of you have been involved in that type of conversation? Now, obviously, that's a comedic response to the whole thing. But if you break it down a little bit, think about it. The one character, whatever his name is, because I don't watch the show, nor did I bother to research it. But he's having a conversation about the Xbox, which I kind of find interesting because I grew up on the video game console. I was the Atari 2600 was the first one I had. And then, you know, you had the Nintendo and then there was, uh, what was it, uh, Sega Genesis and then you had all the generations from there. Then you had the Xbox and Xbox One and everything else. So I enjoyed the conversation. But when you take a look at what's being said, first off, there has to be a conversation. So first off, the engagement increased, although it was exaggerated for comedy. But in reality, when you find somebody that has a common interest as you do and you share that conversation and that topic, it gets exciting. I remember in the radio business, when you come across somebody that uh, has a love for radio as well, and it's probably other things too. I mentioned anime earlier. You know, you talk to somebody who might not know really a whole lot about anime, but they're trying to have a conversation with you, and then you come across somebody that really knows it. You get excited about it, don't you? You want to engage in that conversation a lot more, or maybe it's some other things, or maybe sometimes if you're in a new workplace or you're in an environment and you really don't know anybody, maybe it's a party, maybe it's... Uh, a gallery opening, whatever. And you come across somebody because there's a bunch of strangers there and maybe you start talking about maybe the art on the wall. And then at least a conversation about something else. And then you realize you guys have something in common, strikes up the conversation. But how quickly the conversation dies when there's no mutual interest in that topic, right? So the gaming system there, obviously the two disagreed or didn't see eye to eye on the interest of that conversation. But once the feigned interest was expressed the conversation got more engaged, more enlightened, more fun. They're excited about it. So, yeah, the over-exaggeration of the scenario kind of puts a point on these type of conversations. Engagement led to excitement. Excitement of the storytelling or the conversation, especially by the other person that really cared. But that was only done when engagement was created when the person who was being spoken to got involved. And what did we talk about earlier? Unheard, disconnected, misunderstood, right? Those were the three things that we kind of mentioned at the start of the show when you're not listening to somebody, how the other person could feel. And in that clip right there, he's like, hey, I don't feel like you're listening to me. And then it went from there. You know, oftentimes we have conversations, again, that was a comedic exaggeration of it, but, and, and over something as, uh, I guess you could say trivial as video games, although, hey, don't say trivial video games to this younger culture, because they're all about that online gaming. One time, I'll tell you a story. One time, somebody came to me, it was a former student, and said that they wanted to show me something that was on YouTube, something they had done on YouTube, like, okay. And so they log on to YouTube and go to their YouTube channel and they show me this video. And it's a video of them playing a video game. 
and I'm waiting for something exciting to happen. And it's just him playing the video game. And what was exciting about it to him was that he was able to record it and put it up on YouTube. And I guess at the time, because this is a number of years ago, I guess at the time that was kind of a new thing happening. It's because now you have people that will sit there and watch YouTube. So not only are they not playing the game, not only are they not involved in the game, they're watching somebody on YouTube play the game. And people get excited about that. And so years later, somebody else approached me with kind of a similar situation. And I had to feign interest because I'm like puzzled by the fact that people are excited about watching other people play video games on YouTube. You're watching a video of somebody playing a video game on YouTube. And I guess it could be exciting. I mean, I guess it's no different than the old days when we stood in the arcade. We put a quarter up on the video game, maybe Galaga or Pac-Man, maybe Centipede, maybe Missile Command if you're really old G, old school. And you would watch them play and wait your turn. So I guess it's really no different. But the games are vastly different, obviously. And sometimes if you're not in it, you don't understand the game. But again, you have the conversation about it. And so I understood that, okay, this is something that is really exciting to these younger kids. And I'll get excited too, even though I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But that's what it is. It's just engagement, understanding. And we'll get to more of the reasons why it's important to listen, even when you don't have that understanding a little bit later. But I want to set a little bit more of the table uh, as we get going. Uh, one of the other things, too, that is really, I think, important that we miss out on are the subtleties. Okay, When we don't listen, we miss out on the things that aren't said because they're not spoken because we're not attentive. What do I mean by that? I've got another clip here on a play. It's from Grand Torino. If you haven't seen the movie, it's a Clint Eastwood movie. It's actually really good. It deals with racism in Detroit. And it talks about, and the movie's about an old white guy adapting to a mixed community now that was once all white. It's an old uh, Korean War veteran guy. Anyways, there's a scene in there where Clint Eastwood's character, he doesn't get along with his family either. He's an old crotchety dude, and he doesn't get along with very many people. And so it comes across that he's sick. He's been smoking, I guess, you know, since way back in the day. And apparently he, he's sick. And so he wants to call his son, who he doesn't really get along with, to tell him about the diagnosis. Okay? And so this is how that conversation went. It's Grandpa Walt. Pick it up. You talk to him, Mitch. I'm doing bills here. You talk to him. He's your father. Hey, Dad. Hi, Mitch. It's uh, it's me, your dad. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's up? Oh, nothing. Nothing much, really. How's everything going? I'm fine. Fine. Doing fine. Fine, everybody's everybody's great. Doing doing fine. Good. How about work? Busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose. In fact, uh, speaking of busy, uh, I got a lot on my plate right now. So if there's not something pressing, uh... no. No, not at all. So, 
Why don't you call me this weekend? Sure. Okay. It was nice talking to you, Dad. Thanks for calling. So as the video plays on, you'll start to see the sun pause for a moment and think, something unusual just happened. Something out of the ordinary. And he reflects on what that could have been. And Clint Eastwood's character was going to call to tell him that he's basically terminally ill and didn't have very long to live. It's a good movie. I recommend it. One of the few that I really recommend. But we miss out on something when we don't pay attention. Everything else in that conversation was important. The bills were more important. Nobody wanted to talk to the grandfather. Sure, he's a crotchy old guy. But if you watch the movie, you kind of understand the relationship as to possibly why. As to why... He was somewhat estranged from his family, the way they treated him. But we miss out on things. So we miss out on the bad news that we might hear at the uh, other end of a phone call. A phone call that doesn't usually come, as you saw there toward the uh, end of that video. Okay. The son says, why don't you call me later? Maybe this weekend. Well, later never came. If you watch the movie, you'll understand why. Later never came. Walt, the character played by Clint Eastwood, never made it to the weekend. Everything else was more important. But when you're having that conversation, hopefully you've never had that experience, but maybe you've experienced somebody who took their own life. And you say to yourself, I wish I had known. I wish I had seen the the signals. I didn't know it. I didn't realize they were going through all this. But were you paying attention? to what was not spoken, to that nonverbal communication. That's why it's important to listen, because we never know. We never know what's being communicated to us. Could be something that's happy. Could be something that's sad. It could be a cry for help. Maybe somebody's addicted to a substance, crying for help. You know, recently somebody reached out to me for some assistance, and I provided it, but... I had to pause and think, is there more to this than what's being requested? And so I sent assistance, and I haven't heard back yet, so I'm a little concerned, but I'll follow up. But what are we, what are we listening for? Because that's the one biggest thing that I've learned, especially teaching at the collegiate level at college, especially at junior college, because you get a vast variety of students coming through straight out of high school fresh off that high school campus onto the college campus. People have been uh, retired, now looking for a second career, so they're older in life, okay? You run the gamut. And the biggest thing that I've learned is to just listen to the stories, what's being said, and especially it's harder with the younger kids because a lot of the stuff they talk about is not really interesting to me. And that's just, I guess, a generation thing. But you got to listen because that's such a volatile age for those young people. The one thing I'll never understand is that a kid turns 18, graduates from high school, maybe doesn't even graduate from high school, just turns 18, gets booted out of the house. Or parents think that now their kid's an adult at the age of 18 because I guess we recognize 18 as an adult age. You can vote. That's about the only thing you can do at 18. I guess you can drive at 16, but you think of them as an adult, right? So we put adult pressures on them. Get a job. Get your own place. Whatever the case may be. But what we don't realize is that those years are the most impressionable 
because it's going to dictate how or which direction that young person goes as an adult. The support that they're needed to be in school or to make that transition. If you remember, you think back to your transition from high school to college, how was it? Was it a rough one? Tried to figure out what to do in life? You went through five, six different uh, majors if you went to college, couldn't figure it out? Maybe some of you did. I had it a little bit easier from the standpoint if I knew what I wanted to do, and that was to be in radio. The path getting there was a little bit rougher than what I was hoping or anticipated or expected, but I knew what I wanted to do, so I won half the battle already. Some people I know didn't even know what they wanted to do. Some of them still don't know what they want to do when they grow up. But during those years when people are talking, you can listen for the struggles that they go through at those age, you know, when they're at that age, adjusting from high school to college. I think St. Elmo's Fire was a movie that touched on that. If you've never seen it, it's the 80s Brad Pack, but it touches on that, that adjusting. Anytime we go through a period of adjustment, we're coming out of the pandemic now, we're adjusting again. Or during the pandemic, were you listening for people who had signs of mental health issues? Maybe we're too quick to have that conversation, that one-sided conversation to prove that I'm right about whatever I'm talking about, mass vaccines, lockdowns. I'm right, you're wrong. And you forget to listen to maybe they're using their argument as a cry for help. Or maybe they're using their argument to find out more information. Because that, that was the one I learned early, like I said, to listen more because I realized the value in listening. In fact, in radio, that's the first thing they tell you to do when you do an interview. Everybody tells you write out a bunch of questions when you do an interview for radio or in journalism. And that's a good thing to do. But then what happens? You ask a question. Now you're not even listening to the response and you're looking down at your questions because you want to see what to ask next. And yet the answer that they give you is full of juicy nuggets that you could follow up on. But we don't because we're too busy looking at the questions we want to ask, the agenda. So I learned in radio, for me, listen. Listen to the answer. I might have my questions written out. But I'm going to listen to the answer because maybe the answer to the question that I asked to get the thing started is going to take me down a whole nother path that I never thought about, never opened up with. There's been a lot of conversations, too many to, to even recall one, but where we took a chance and went down and listen to what they had to say. I forget the guy's name. Here's an example. I forget the guy's name, but he was uh, uh, he was in. Um, anyways, he was a musician, is what I'm getting to, and his name's on the tip of my tongue because I'm pulling this off the top of my head. But he was in Vietnam. He's a Grammy Award winning musician from the 70s. Um, he was into funk music, and so I asked him the simple question because my father went to Vietnam. And served in Vietnam. And I knew from his bio that this musician went to Vietnam. It had nothing to do with music or the Grammys because it was Grammy season. And I was talking to him about the Grammys. And so I just happened to ask him what his experience was like in Vietnam because I was listening to what he had to say. And he referred to Vietnam like he would write his music. And his music was inspired from the time that he was in Vietnam. It was like a way that he was able to get over that PTSD. And it opened up this conversation that was just unbelievable about his experience and the emotions 
and everything that he went to or went through, especially when he came back from Vietnam. And I'm listening to him tell this story, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I knew it was at Vietnam, but how do you weave, hey, you want a Grammy, you went to Vietnam. How do you weave those two things together? But because I was listening and not paying attention to my questions that I'm going to ask next, he happened to drop Vietnam in his answer, and I was able to use that to go through and answer the, and ask the question. His answers were unbelievable. And that's what we learned in radio early on, or at least I did, was listen to what the person is saying that you're interviewing because it could open up many, many doors that you could go through that you didn't even know about. And so we might miss out on something if we're not listening. We're too busy thinking about how to be right. Okay, we're having a conversation. I'm deciding I'm going to listen to you, right? That's different than how people generally communicate because usually when they communicate, they're doing something like, okay, we're going to have a conversation and I'm going to tell you why I'm right and I'll win if you agree. Or maybe you're having a conversation where, I don't know what you're trying to do. Maybe you're trying to impress the person you're talking to. So you're not listening to them at all. You're just thinking about what you're going to say next. Okay, so that's not this. This is, you might have something to tell me. And so I'm going to listen on the off chance that you'll tell me something that would really be useful for me to know. And so if you agree with me and I find that out, I know nothing more than I knew before. I just know what I knew before. And maybe I'm happy about that because, you know, it didn't get challenged. But I'm no smarter than I was before. But maybe you're different than me. And so while I'm listening to you, you'll tell me something I don't like. Maybe it's something I find contemptible or difficult, whatever. Maybe you'll tell me something I don't know, and then I won't be quite as stupid. And then maybe I won't run painfully into quite as many things. And that's a really useful thing to know, especially if you live with someone and you're trying to make long-term peace with them, is they're not the same as you. And their way they look at the world and the facts that they pull out of the world aren't the same as your facts. And even though you're going to be overwhelmed with the proclivity to demonstrate that you're right, It is the case that two brains are better than one. And so maybe nine of the ten things they tell you are dispensable. Or maybe even 49 out of 50. But one thing, all you need to get out of the damn conversation is one thing you don't know. So it's that one thing you don't know. You know, we like to listen. We like to think we listen. Or I think we like to pretend we listen. But are we really? Because we're listening, but we already know all this. We already know what the person's telling us. I watched the Super Bowl. I watched the halftime show. What you're saying isn't really anything new. So I'm just going to go into dreamland or think of something else. But maybe there's that one thing that you don't know that now you picked up on. You're listening for that one thing you might not know because that's new knowledge. It makes you smarter, maybe less embarrassing with that nugget of information. Maybe somebody is sharing something that they did that was embarrassing to themselves. And so you listened and you were able to avoid that same mistake. Radio business was all about that, especially if you were a board operator. People would make the same mistakes that others made even though they were trained not to make those mistakes because they didn't listen. Maybe you have a new outlook on something. 
You know, when talk when you uh, talk with people from other countries, which is a lot of reason why I'm on social media. I have a lot of connections with people. Never met them in real life, just somehow connected through social media and then have a conversation with them and then, you know, maybe like their pictures, they like mine and then it goes from there. But, you know, then you have a conversation with them. It leads to a conversation about what's life like in their country. And you realize that's completely different than what you might hear on the news. Shocking, isn't it? It's completely different. You think about, I remember I was having a conversation with a student. He was from Iraq and he lived in Iraq, under Saddam Hussein. Now, we all know Saddam Hussein was a bad guy, and a lot of things he did was not very good. And so we had to go in and take him out. Well, once that regime fell, chaos ensued, okay? And so the student's telling me that when he was living in Iraq under Saddam Hussein, you could pretty much do anything you want as long as you did not speak out against the government. There were... Uh, I don't know if you call them discotheques, but like, you know, dance clubs that you could go to. There were um, bars and things like that, you know, uh, smoking lounges, hookah, whatever. And there's, you could live your life. You know, there was the open market, open air markets and stuff like that. You go shopping. So there's a lot of things you could do that was pretty normal for somebody that was living there at the time. Now, I'm not saying that's what it was like all the time for everybody. He's just sharing his experience. So to me, I'm thinking, okay, wow, he must, must have had it nice there. Well, when Saddam went down, he actually, that's when he fled the country because his life was threatened. His family's life was threatened because now ISIS or the Taliban or whoever took over was just out to kill people. People that might not have lived a life that was according to whatever the Taliban rule was, Sharia law. And so they had to bolt. But when you listen to them, You think, okay, what I learned about Saddam Hussein versus what he shared about his country that he lived in had a new outlook on how things might have been. And you go back and you look at history and you wonder if things worked out the way they did or if we kept it status quo, how would things be today for those people? Look at recently Afghanistan. Afghanistan pulled out. Troops came out of Afghanistan recently, and what's happened to that country. So we gained a new outlook when we talk to people, especially if we just listen to them for that one thing. What's that one thing we don't know that we can learn from that person? Again, 49 times or 49 out of 50 things they say, we already know, but that one nugget comes across. What's that one thing we don't know? Imagine what the world would be like if in every conversation we had, we learned one new thing. Like I said, I learned early on that listening was important. And so I've been practicing that craft for a long time. It takes time. And sometimes people will say, how come you know so much? Well, it's not because I know so much. It's just I I listen. I listen to what people have to say. I observe and watch. If I'm in a public forum, a public area, I might listen to the conversations around me. Not eavesdropping because I'm in a public area, but I'm listening. I'm learning what people have to say. You know, you're on the school playground, listen to what the kids have to say. Or you're in the staff lounge, listen to what teachers have to say. So you can weed out the gossip and maybe you learn a new strategy on how to teach. Or maybe if you're coaching, this was the biggest thing too, coaching. I would always pay attention and listen during coaches' uh, speeches and stuff because you might pick up that one thing that makes you a better coach, makes your team a better team. 
a better way to practice, a better way to work on a skill, maybe a hitting skill or a fielding skill. So you can learn a lot just by listening, listening for that one thing. And maybe there's more. Maybe there's more that you learn from somebody. You know, you, you never know unless you listen. If we're too busy trying to think of what to respond, because people get weird with that awkward silence. It's like if the conversation isn't going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, now we're awkward because there's a pause, that pregnant pause. It's okay to have a, a silence or a pause in the conversation because, first of all, if you're obviously going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you might not be comprehending. I think I read somewhere that we only comprehend 25% of what we hear. So we're really not comprehending a lot. So if we look for that one thing and we comprehend that one thing, we're going to be better off. Now, because of education and being in the education world and trying to get students to listen to the teacher, I've seen many strategies used recently, especially this last year, because I've been involved in a lot of uh, elementary school classrooms. So there's a lot of strategy to try to get students to pay attention. The, the old strict whacking the kid with the ruler on the hand for not listening, I guess, is uh, outdated and not recommended. It's frowned upon. Of course, that was tongue-in-cheek. But, uh, but there's different ways. And so for you, if you need a reminder, a simple reminder of a good way or what's the best way to listen to somebody, I'm going to give you this catchy tune. Sing along. So eyes are watching, ears are listening, bodies are calm, voices are quiet, and we're listening. Now they say that group time is their song, but anytime. And that's something simple to remember. Think about it. Eyes are watching. You're engaged in the conversation. You're not looking on your phone. You're not being distracted by other things that are going around. Now, I know eye contact is the hardest thing for people to do, to maintain eye contact. And I try to do this sometimes. I try to not stare down somebody, but maintain eye contact with them as they speak. And you'll see that their eyes will drift. They'll look off. And sometimes I do when I'm talking. I'm looking off because that direct eye contact can be uncomfortable. So just because somebody looks away or looks down doesn't mean that they're not interested Breaking eye contact doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing because it can be uncomfortable. You're going to have a staring contest as you have a conversation. You're just going to stare each other down. It's a little awkward. So, yeah, you might break eye contact. You might look around and or something walks by or whatever and it catches your, con, your, your eye, eye contact, whatever. 
But yeah, so breaking eye contact isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just depends on the reason. But eyes are watching. You know, it's not staring or looking. It's it's watching. You can watch body language. If you break eye contact, you could be looking at the hands, the gestures that might be going on. You might be looking to see if the person's slouching. Hand on their chin or their cheek. Maybe they're yawning or their eyes are closing, their head's nodding. Maybe they're excited because they're up and they're animated. Whatever the case may be. Okay? So you're not locked eyes, but you're watching the person talking. Obviously, ears listening, so obviously you're going to hear what they say. Pay attention to that. Bodies are calm. Don't need to be fidgeting. Fidgeting, fidgeting, fidgeting. We have a hard time sitting still. Even kids today have a hard time sitting still, so they're sitting on all kinds of contraptions instead of just a chair. It's a bouncy ball. It's a wiggly chair. They got fidget spinners or all kinds of things to play with, tactile touchings because they can't sit still. But you want to be calm. In fact, I think now one of the biggest things are, uh, that I like to, to watch is they'll call for, teachers will call for a body check. And no, it's not hockey. You're going to cross-check somebody. But check your body. Are you calm? Or the thing that drives me absolutely bonkers is the crisscross applesauce. I don't know where you get the applesauce from. I guess it rhymes. But you cross your legs and you fold your hands and you put them in your lap. Now, again, it's all designed to get someone to pay attention in a catchy way to get students to pay attention. But I just find that entertaining. Voices are quiet. Remember, we don't want to be talking too much. We don't want to interrupt what they have to say. How many times has somebody interrupted you and you're like, "Uh, what was I going to say? So you don't want to interrupt because we're looking for that one thing that we don't know. And of course, this can be done at any time, whether you're in the classroom, whether you're at a, a, a meal, like a dinner or a lunch, whether you're on the phone. The phone is the hardest thing because how many of you listen with an earpiece and then you're doing something else on the phone? Or how many times are you listening with an earpiece and you're watching TV? Or maybe you're driving because we have hands-free devices. And so it's kind of like how many of you have taken off in a car to drive, your mind wanders, and then you arrive at your destination and you're like, how did I get here? That's the type of listening we have to avoid. Uh, What did you say? Because there's that miscommunication there. And so then, again, eyes are watching, ears are listening, voice is quiet, body's calm, and we can do that at any time. Because that then allows us the ability to sit there and be attentive as to what the next person is saying. So what about these opportunities? What about opportunities for learning, for listening, for taking in the information that is coming at us, being told by somebody else. When you hear yourself saying or when you catch yourself thinking, I don't know why they would do that. I don't know why they would say that. I don't know why they would believe that. Who needs an education? I'll give you a hand. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why anybody would do that. Well, who has the problem? Well, I don't know. Well, I think maybe you need to have some learning to do. Oh, I'd just rather be critical. Well, yeah, of course it's more fun to be critical or to just think they're idiots, right? 
And if you get an education on why they're doing what they're doing, not only will it make more sense, you might join them. Well, we can't have that, so I'll just be ignorant and hang around with people who think like I think, see the world the way I do, so we can all just sit around and go, can you believe that? Why would anybody do that? Why would anybody believe that? Why would anybody say that? Well, guess what, newsflash. They all have perfectly good reasons for what they do, what they say, what they believe, just like you have a perfectly good reason. Everything everybody does makes perfect sense to them. So if there's something you don't know, I can't believe my son would do that. Why would my son do that? Why would my daughter, why would my wife? Why? If, you, if there's something you don't know, you need to, that, that requires questions, not declarations, not little mini sermons. Not proclamations, not here's a bucket of wisdom to duck on your honey, you know, to, to drop on your honey. It requires questions. And we get back to what James says. So I got an idea. He says, why don't you be quick to listen and learn? Why don't you be curious? Why don't you ask questions? Why don't you be quick to listen, prioritize listening and learning and slow, I mean, wait and be late slow in what you say in response. First of all, you notice how as we go through the show, a lot of what is being said comes back to learning. Listening equals learning. Learning is listening. It could be interchangeable. But we're quick to listen, slow to speak. Makes a difference. Try it. Spend a week because it's going to take you a while for some discipline to kind of overcome that wanting to, that knee-jerk reaction to talk first. But take a week and just try to listen to people. Don't even try to say anything. Just listen. And see how much you learn over that week. See if you can even do it. So I don't know why someone would do something, he says. Opens up the opportunity for us to learn something. Now, I say proceed with caution, okay? Because of different reasons. First off, you don't want to get convinced of something that goes against your belief. Or you don't want to get convinced of something where you lose something. For example, how many times you get a phone call and they're very persuasive on the phone and then you end up sending the money. It happens, you know, to our older generation, our seasoned citizens a lot. You know, we get scammed. It's a scam. Or you listen and they they pull at the strings of your heart and they've got all the right things and we're listening and we get suckered into doing something. So we have to proceed with caution when we're listening. So obviously when we're listening, we could also maybe throw in the fact that it's a trusted source that we're listening to. Because if it's not a trusted source, then maybe we got to be apprehensive. Maybe we got to be apprehensive if we're listening to the news, politicians, someone with a, a selfish motive or an agenda. So again, know the source. Okay, know the source about what the conversation is and what they're saying. Because oftentimes people will get you into trouble if you listen to them and we get convinced to do things against what we should do. So again, ask questions. Find out. By asking questions, if you're looking for that learning experience or that learning opportunity to gain new knowledge, well, ask questions. Eventually, maybe you uncover the fact that it's a scam or maybe you shouldn't do this or it's a bad idea bad investments, you know, how many of you lost money on crypto? Because every single crypto that came out, maybe Dogecoin or maybe Bitcoin, something like that. And so you invest and then you're like, wait, where'd my money go? So ask questions. The other thing too, is you think back in history, how many people were convinced to do something like Jim Jones and that cult that went down to South America, was it Guyana? And they all ended up perishing, well, most of them, or maybe politics, you know, you get convinced into something political or maybe you just get into a political fight. 
or maybe like during the pandemics, the masks, the vaccines, et cetera. One of the things that uh, I found curious is now, as a quick side note, because again, it goes back to listening is the conversation. So this isn't a political point. This is a listening point. Okay. I listened early on to a study done by Stanford University and by Duke University. Okay. It was probably the summer of 2020. And they both said that the cloth masks that we were wearing weren't working. They weren't effective against COVID and we should all be having N95 masks. Well, of course, people dismissed that and we went on wearing the cloth masks. And two years later, we're still kind of coming out of this thing. Well, now you've seen people on CNN come out and say these cloth masks really didn't do much. Okay. Again, listen, if we listen to people, we get knowledge, but yet we're too quick to shut them down. How many times have we heard of possible remedies or possible victims or that victim, the vulnerable, I guess they call them, you know, the vulnerable age. What if we just listened to the experts that gave us those type of informations or that type of information, then maybe the last couple of years might've been different, but instead we shunned them. Anybody who was opposite of the politics. Okay. Again, this is a listening analogy, not a political analogy. So if we listen, maybe if you listen to a partner, maybe someone you're in a relationship with, whether it be a personal relationship, a business relationship, a friendship, you know, how many, how many of you have been in the position to tell somebody, I told you so, or maybe been in a position where people have told you, I told you so. Not a good thing to say, but for conversation's sake, have you been in that position? And maybe if we had listened, maybe we wouldn't have gotten ourselves into that, uh, that trouble, so to speak. So again, we want to be quick to listen, slow to speak. We don't want to get convinced of something, so we ask questions. But again, if we don't know, I don't understand why they do that. Go find out. I don't understand or I don't know why. Go find out. It's okay to understand because then you might either A, be more understanding of why they do something. It's kind of like this. Quick analogy. So it's Thanksgiving time and it's modern day and the mother puts the turkey into the oven. Now, the little girl notices that the mom cuts the turkey in half before she puts it into the oven. So the little girl is curious and asks her mother, Mother, why do you cut the turkey in half and then put it into the oven? The mom pauses for a minute and says, I don't know. You're going to have to ask your grandmother. So the little girl goes to the grandmother and says, Grandma, why does mom cut the turkey in half before putting it in the oven? And the grandmother says, well, I don't know why your mother does it, but when she was growing up, the ovens were so small that I had to cut the turkey in half and cook one half at a time because a full turkey would not fit in that oven. So again, why we do things? Well, maybe if we had listened or asked questions, we might have learned something that looks so silly. Never know. So how can we be good listeners? What can we do? We've kind of talked about some things, but what can we specifically do to uh, be better listeners. Oh, I don't know. I feel like my parents don't pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not even there sometimes. Uh-huh. They don't... Mm-hmm. Maybe I have to do something drastic, like dye my hair. Sure. Sounds like a great idea. A huge part about being a good friend or a romantic partner is learning to communicate well with the other person. 
Being a good listener is more than just allowing the other person to speak. You've got to be able to hear what the other person is saying in order to understand the meaning behind their words. There are a few things you can do to be a good listener. Pay attention. Don't be distracted by things happening around you. Don't get on your phone and start scrolling or texting. Don't judge what the other person tells you. Let them finish their thought without worrying that you will jump to conclusions. Don't spend time thinking about what you're going to say next. This is hard to do if you're feeling defensive, but it will really help if you listen. Show empathy. Empathy means that you show the other person that you feel what they feel. Don't offer solutions to a problem unless you're asked specifically. Most people just want support. They want to be heard. They don't actually want you to solve problems for them. Ask questions to be certain that you understand what the other person is saying, but don't interrupt. Wait until the person pauses. Be responsive. Nod your head or reflect back by saying something like, you must be so excited or that's terrible. Being a good listener is an important skill and can help you to become good boyfriend or girlfriend material. People like to be heard, especially by those they care about. And if you need practice, and don't we all, try it out on your close friends and family members. Oh my gosh, Jim, what have you done to your hair? You really got to talk to me before you do such things. So in the beginning of the clip, the guy talks about to the very girl that at the end of the clip says you should have talked to me about it first. He mentions he might do something drastic like change his hair color. She wasn't listening. Obviously, that's the point of the clip. So what can we do to be better listeners? Just to recap, avoid distractions, whether it be the phone or anything else. Reserve judgments until after the conversation. Don't draw any conclusions as the conversation is going on because the conversation could change and those conclusions could change. Don't sit there and think about what am I going to say next. Let the conversation play out. Focus on what the other person is saying. If it's a conversation kind of that goes that's going back and forth, yeah, you might have some so-called rebuttal or questions or whatever going on, what you're going to say next, but don't make that the point. Don't focus on that. Focus on what's coming at you, that information, because, again, you're looking for that one thing that you don't know. Show empathy, basically have an understanding of what that person might be going through, kind of like the old walking a mile in someone else's shoes before you can really understand them. So try to understand them and have empathy for them. Avoid just throwing out solutions because sometimes someone just wants to get it off their chest. Oftentimes when you go to a therapy, I'm told that it's just the conversation of somebody listening. That's all they want. The therapist really isn't offering much solutions. Now, there might be times where they do, but in some cases, it's just the person wanting to talk, get stuff off their chest, off their shoulders, makes them feel better because they just can talk to somebody. So you're showing support is what you're doing, supporting them. And then at the proper time, you can have responsive questions or comments or input, whatever the case may be. And then at the end, the uh, girl, hey, what did you do to your hair? You should have talked to me about that. How many of us have been in that position? We weren't paying attention. And then we're like, oops, I guess you did tell me. The last thing I want to mention is actions speak louder than words. Have you heard that? Actions speak louder than words. Well, how does that fit into listening? Action speaks louder than words. What you do is more important than what you say. You often say to someone, I love you, but you don't show her how much you do. 
or often you say i miss you but you don't even bother to call sometimes and say hello if you really mean something you should show it don't you agree action speaks louder than words this age old saying means what you do is more important than what you say so what you do is more important than what you say so when it comes to listening having that active listening eyes watching ears listening body calm voice is quiet that speaks louder than if we were to blurt back solutions and tidbits and input so actions speak louder than words the actions of listening speak louder than the words we say think about that so again if we're trying to be a better listener you know we're making eye contact we're watching that's going to speak louder than being on the phone and being distracted they're going to see us engaged in what they have to say we're attentive we're involved in the conversation it's not just a one way conversation one way street in the moment when the time is right we interject we respond we inquire maybe we keep an open mind about things but again to a certain extent we don't want to be so open minded that our brain leaks out and we become brainwashed we have to have our own thoughts we have to have our own conclusions own judgments and opinions but yeah we want to keep an open mind about things especially things that maybe go against us because again we might be learning that one thing that we didn't know and we might be providing empathy for somebody because all they want they're not trying to convince us of anything all they want us to do is listen to get whatever's burdening them off their chest and that's really huge when it comes to political and religious ideology maybe there's somebody that's politically different or religiously different in belief and they want to share with us and they just got to get something off their chest we put away i learned that from a friend of mine a doctor friend of mine he had to put away a lot of his i guess they call him prejudices but his own beliefs because he's there to help the patient the patient comes first so he has to listen set aside judgments conclusions etc you know why did you do that of course you were going to get hurt no okay let's just fix you why did you jump off a the roof of a of a building whatever the reason is you should you could have gotten hurt obviously you got hurt now you put those aside and you address the problem so you're keeping an open mind about what's going on but your mind's not leaking out avoid interrupting interact appropriately watch out for those nonverbal communications because that nonverbal communication could be huge that's why we're attentive and paying attention actions speak louder than words we show that we care because we're involved. And then we don't share that conversation with other people. We don't want to go spilling secrets. Keep those secrets. If they ask you not to tell, don't tell. And keep this fact in mind. 85% of what we learn comes from listening. 85% of what we learn comes from listening. So maybe we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Maybe we should sit there and listen more especially for that one thing that we don't know even though we know all other 49 things that this person's been talking about so when people feel unheard misunderstood or mis or disconnected maybe we're doing a bad job of listening 
And maybe we need to work on that so that we can add to our knowledge. We can grow in our relationship with the person. We can build community. We can expand our horizons. We can share experiences. We can avoid similar mistakes. We can adapt to change. We can have multiple solutions to something instead of just my way. My way or the highway. Well, maybe somebody else has a better highway we want to be on. We can grow as a person, as a community, as a society. So the importance of listening is huge. And I encourage you to practice that. Practice listening. Practice the art of listening and be slow to speak and quick to listen. And you might make a difference. This is Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, to make it happen, and let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You can find us, uh, well, the best place to go to find all things Two Steps Ahead Podcast is RadioWarp.com, Radio, W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. You can go there and you can listen to the show via our SoundCloud account. You can watch the show via our YouTube account. You can also subscribe to YouTube and SoundCloud and get notifications when new shows drop, which are usually every Friday, and then you never miss a show. You can also listen uh, to it live every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern on RadioWarp.com. Just go to RadioWarp.com, listen live, click on that, media player pops up, and we come on. It also plays on RadioWarp.com throughout the week at various times, along with some other shows and some great musical content. So RadioWarp.com is a good place to go. Instagram, TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast is the show page. My personal page is Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. And that's our Instagram page. And then um, we're everywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can always just Google search, hey, uh, Surrey, hey, Alexa, play TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and we pop up. So Two Steps Ahead Podcast is where we are at. Again, the topic tonight was uh, listening. And I encourage you to practice listening and look for that one thing that you might not know. One thing to increase your knowledge, to gain empathy, to have understanding as we move forward, especially as we're in a year of transition. 2022 is just another year of transition, and we're going to continue to be in this stage, I think, for a while. And so it's going to be a lot of different things that we come across. And so let's be attentive and pay attention and listen for that verbal and nonverbal communication that we're receiving because 85% of what we learn comes from listening, and we're listening for that one thing to increase knowledge. So again, thank you for listening. Do tell a friend, Two Steps Head Podcast. We'll see you next time. Take care.